Hello everyone and welcome to First Gen Garifuna where we talk about all the topics that were not normalized in our households growing up. As a Gen Zer, I thought it would be important to begin unpacking these conversations and how it has influenced the way we navigate the world. If you are not new here, welcome back. But if you are, thank you so much for being here and I really hope you enjoy the topic for today. If you haven't already, please follow the podcast page on Instagram at firstgengarifuna underscore and let's get into today's conversation. Thank you guys for coming on to my podcast today. I'm so glad you guys are here and so I'm gonna allow you guys to introduce yourselves, let the audience know who you guys are and what motivated you to create the Garifuna Sisters podcast. Good morning, good afternoon. Hi, <laughs> my name is Kylie Simone. I am a Garifuna sister. Um, my sister and I decided to form this podcast because essentially we had had a conversation or many conversations actually about how there aren't enough or there aren't any platforms where Garifuna people can hear about or learn about Garifuna spirituality and as people who have grown up outside of community outside of Belize you know most of our people are in Belize Honduras Guatemala um, Nicaragua as well I believe um, you know there aren't when you grow up outside of those spaces you can't learn about the spirituality unless you're there so having after having a few personal experiences, we realized that we needed, this is something we need to talk about more as a culture and as a community. And we wanted to share that on a bigger platform. Yeah, and the, the idea for having a podcast was mine. Was mine. Hello, everyone. My name is Ferosa Cayetano. I am the older Garifuna sister. And yeah, me and Kylie had all these conversations. And at the time I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I've been into podcasts for a few years now. And I've noticed in the wellness and spiritual podcast and Instagram world, uh, there are all of these rituals and like, you know, like, oh, it's a full moon, like light your candle and do this crystal and like celebrate <laughs> your ancestors. That's a whole, that's, there's a movement, there's a movement online with that and, and no shade to that. That's great. But there's a particular post that I saw and I was like, this person is purporting to give the world this ritual to connect with their ancestors. But I come from a culture that has specific rituals to connect with our ancestors. And so that's, that's when I was like, hmm, we should just make a Gareth in a specific podcast because even though spirituality is spirituality, like it's for everyone, different cultures have different ways to connect. And I thought, let me find out what, what is my way? What is my traditional way? And so, yeah, the, the Garifuna Sisters podcast was born. Yeah, no, that's really amazing. And I know Kylie, you mentioned something earlier around um, not seeing a space for just knowing what the Garifuna culture is and just being able to listen to that. And I think that was one of the things that I noticed as well as I was just trying to learn more about the culture because I know I was immersed in it, of course, but again, I was immersed in it from the aspect of the Christianity, right? And like we had talked about beforehand, um, when it came to spirituality, 
it's like I knew about it, but it wasn't really talked about. And I just wanted to know, like, did you guys have a similar experience? Like, what was it that you guys were like, okay, this is where we're going to talk about it. And this is why it's important. Steph, you want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess our family story starts with me. Um, we grew up outside of community in, in Jamaica and, and then Trinidad. Um, so we know it's living outside of Garifuna community. We know about the food. We know about the music, you know. Um, when we would go home to Belize, we would go to a few masses, like the, the Catholic portion of the Garifuna culture. Um, our mom used to dabble in some spiritual things, but it wasn't ever a conversation where it was explained and sat down that, you know, this is a bouye, this is what's happening. Um, and so the short story is I, I was studying abroad in Brazil and I started to see spirits and I started to experience things and, and I thought that I was crazy. And it got to the point where I had no choice but to go to my mother and be like, mom, I'm going crazy. I'm hearing things and seeing things. And to her credit, she was like, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Okay, cool. I know a bouye across the border in Guatemala. <laughs> I'm going to call him and send him to you or send you to him. Um, and as my journey progressed, I guess Kylie also had her parallel experiences in Trinidad where she was living at the time. And and it got to a point where Kylie and I could be like, hey, did you see that spirit walk by? Yeah, like that guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was really helpful. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Like I know um, for me, um, I've had a similar experience of course, but again, um, spirituality and my family isn't really talked about. Like we, I guess what is the best I can say? Um, like we have healers in the family, right? So it's like, okay, like you go to this person, um, to get medicine or they'll pray over you um, and things of that nature. But I know with my spiritual journey as well, it really started um, in a place where I was very, very emotionally distraught. Um, I was going through a very tough time and it was very something similar where like I would just see just spirits around and it'll be like a fast shadow and they were just always around all the time. And at first I was really scared. <laughs> I was really, really scared. Um, and I wasn't sure what to do, but it was. I'm happy that you had someone that you can actually speak to about it. Um, because for me, I didn't really know how to approach anyone in my family about it because it was. It's so taboo to even speak about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that definitely with stuck our, out to me. With our extended family, there, mm -hmm. I've I've had aunts who are. I would start to mention something about oh, there's a dugu happening in this town and. Just, just to mention, they'd be like, oh, that's devil worship. Or, oh, yes. No, 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 no. And it's like, well, I, okay. And if that, if that, if you're going through something and that is your first response to someone that you're hoping to get help from, of course, you're going to, to turn away. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just wanted to add to that because part of the reason why I, so when Steph started to go through things at first, my my immediate response was, how can I support her? Even though she was miles away in Brazil, because I was yeah. one of the first people, she, before she told mom, uh, she told me what was what she was seeing and hearing and experiencing. And 
You know, there was a lot of negative self-talk and I was like, no, you're not crazy. You're not, you're not a witch. You're not anything. Like I didn't, I myself did not understand what was happening, but I knew that we couldn't both be freaking out about it. And I think me mm, lending her that, that support and that grace, I don't know if that's the right word to use there, <laughs> but I feel like that that helped a bit and and making her feel like she wasn't crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it was also just instinctual. I just knew that whatever was happening couldn't be bad. It couldn't be awful. And that's the thing I want to piggyback on. So I thought I was crazy and that I was a witch and that I was evil because those were the words I think I said <laughs> in that order because I was deep in a Christian ministry at the time. And I was deep into, you know, the Bible and like trying to follow Jesus and, and all of the things, which Jesus is a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but religion and Christianity and Catholicism is used to demonize our spirituality because after Brazil, I, I went back to my ministry and I was like, I, I told a friend that I trusted and I was like, hey, like I, I see dead people. And the first thing she said was, what does Jesus have to say about that? And I was like, I don't, I genuinely don't know. And she was like, well, it can't be good if Jesus doesn't have anything to say about that. And that turned into a spiral of, well, if the Bible has nothing to say about this and my Christian friends aren't on board and my very Catholic grandmother isn't a part of this and all of the Catholic people in my family aren't part of this, then this must be bad. Which, which it's not, but that was my, my frame of thought. So we also have to talk about the Catholic church. Yes. No. And historically, it's it's funny because historically, African people have always been spiritual people, um, and it really was Christianity that has watered it down and has made it seem that by practicing this, you are demonic, you aren't doing something right, um, you're going against the Catholic Church, and it's it's so crazy how that has now transcended. I guess onto Garifuna people, but I I feel a part of me feels like the difference between how we see it historically on um, more on a capitalistic level as a side to the Garifuna people that I feel like we still practice it in secret, but we don't want to talk about it openly, if that makes sense. Hmm. You mentioned something earlier about how you were in a very emotionally distraught place when things yeah. were happening. And that tends to be the case for the people who don't believe or aren't raised in it. It gets to that point where things are happening in such a way that they can't deny that this is like our spirituality. And then they're basically forced to go to a buie or a healer or the temple because it got to that point. Yeah, um, that's literally, um, yeah, that's honestly what yeah. happened. Like I was... I was so depressed, like, and I still remember it was 2018 was literally the year, like, I was so depressed, my hair was falling out, I didn't, like, I mean, I knew the circumstance that was happening around the time, but it was, like, it was so crazy, and that is literally when it was very, very prominent for me, like, I feel like beforehand, like, I would see it, but not in my house, um, like I would see it when I would go to other people's houses. That's what it would be. Um, and at that time in my life, I was living with an aunt. So, um, and obviously like we weren't really on the best of terms. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of those stories of like, you know, when a family member goes to live with another family member and just 
everything just doesn't go the way it should. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a, it was very much a similar story in that realm where I was just living with the aunt and the energy was just so off. And literally every single day I was just seeing different, just different people just walking around me. And I was like, what is going on? And I used to be scared about it, but I just learned to kind of accept it because I felt like the more I was being scared and I wasn't accepting them, the more they were like in my face. <laughs> so... <laughs> They're like, you're going to acknowledge me today. Yeah, it literally was that. And I was like, it's, and it's, it really, it's so funny because a few years later, um, I want to say like around last summer, I finally opened up to a cousin who was born in Honduras. Um, and I, I told him what I was experiencing. And it, it's literally what you just mentioned um, a little bit beforehand is that it really does happen to people who are um, emotionally weak and my family I guess in the past they were very heavily into the spirituality into the good and I guess by the time it reached my mom's generation the practice completely stopped and so it was never passed down to us it was never talked about I don't know I don't know it unless a friend of friend of a friend may have spoken about it but yeah that was just like a scary time Yeah, I often wonder, this is a question I asked early on to different guests on our show, whether it would make a difference if we were all raised with the with the beautiful understanding that our ancestors love us and aren't here to hurt us, but to guide us. And if we know that from, from when we're basically born and we have that trust of the symbiotic relationship that we have, then maybe it wouldn't be so distressing and traumatic and maybe our lives would be so much better. Yeah, and I I think that's really what it is. And I think a few weeks ago I had a conversation, I I actually called my mom because um, I was just having like very visual visual dreams. Um, And in these dreams, like someone is telling me to like get a table, put a white cloth over it and light a candle but I don't know who the person is person. And it's been like this for like months now. And I called my mom and I was like, I don't know who the person is, but I do get a lot of feminine energy. And I was like, I don't want to say the wrong person, but I do have a strong feeling that it's probably my grandmother because when my mom left Honduras, she left as soon as my mom, I mean, my grandma passed away um, when she was 15 or 16 around that time. Um, So they went through the whole, um, you know, the burial and things like that. And then literally the week after she came to the United States, but my mom never returned back to Honduras. And my mom never like celebrated um, my grandma, like during her, um, like her anniversary of death. And so when I asked my mom, like, okay, how many years ago did grandma pass away? And she was like, oh, this year she makes 30 years. And I was like, in the 30 years that she passed away, you've never done anything to commemorate her. Like, And my mom was just like, no, like, and when I was explaining to her what was going on, she was like, you know, like, you can't explain this to any of your uncles because they don't really believe in that stuff. And I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, what? So I feel like they know they just, she just really didn't want to go into detail around the situation and whether or not what I was experiencing was a possibility that it could have been her. Um, She was very, very standoffish around that. So yeah, there's a lot of fear. Yeah, so much here. Oh, so much to unpack. <laughs> um, but I do think a, a large part of it is because um, of Christianity. And my uncles are very much into the church. They 
they just don't like they just think everything has to be done the Christian way like there's no other way besides that way which I feel like is so weird because you guys grew up in this space you know um but that's why I also wanted to talk about you know um spirituality in terms of uh trauma as well because I think that what a lot of people have experienced and I also have friends who said this as well who weren't grown up in um the Dagu is that their parents don't talk about it when you bring it up their parents get overly offensive um and even sometimes they may even start crying or getting angry about it and I really do think that it is a source of trauma because what people also fail to realize is that when you do summon the ancestors they're going to keep asking you for things and if you don't exactly. deliver that is when bad things happen you know so I think that's also where the fear really comes from as well yeah, we have a um, Sirisia P. Sirisia Petra Arana, one of our guests. Um, she, she had thoughts about this because, and I have thoughts about this as well because we in the living are should have full control over our lives, but when the ancestors come demanding things, they expect to get what they ask for. Um, that that boundary and that relationship is something that I'm still trying to trying to unpack because if we do what we're supposed to and this is something that Baba Roy has said another guest in our show if we do what we're supposed to which is you know the year after an, uh, uh, the deceased passes we do a mass we do the ritual bathing of the dead and then some time passes and maybe for Christmas or in their birthday we do things in memory of the ancestor yeah. if we do all of that then there is no need for the trauma yeah of, of the ancestor coming back possessing a body you know coming into <laughs> the body of a five-year-old i've heard stories like that oh. where you know the little toddlers are possessed and they're speaking full-on ancient garifuna demanding for a for a um for a mass or for this yeah. or for that yeah. but if we do the rituals that we're supposed to in the time that we should then there's no need for that but because of the original breaking away that some of our people did, right? Where some family members, like, let's say Kylie and I. Kylie, I, I believe in Garifuna spirituality. I believe that I must set food for my great grandmother. Kylie's like, no, I don't believe in that. I'm not going to be present. I'm going to go and tell the yeah. priest what you're doing. And so the next week at church, I am denied communion or I'm denied something where the whole church knows that I did something wrong. And so the whole community turns against me. And then Kylie yeah. is raised as this person who's all this, this, this great Catholic. Like that's what happened, at least in Belize, where families were split apart because some wanted to keep with the traditions and do what they knew was right and others who wanted to stick with the Catholic institution and with the Catholic favor, because there are many things that, that you could get <laughs> being a, a, good, a good Catholic Carib. Um, and then that, that transforms into the next generation and the next generation where we're the ones living out in the diaspora, confused and ashamed. And next thing you know, we're in the psych ward because we're hearing voices and we don't yeah. know what to do. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Um, I it actually triggered a memory a few years ago, not even a few years ago, it's a while ago, like 10 years ago. My my brother from my father's side had passed away. And um I remember 
I had, um, at the time I had got like a, well, my sisters, they had got me like a chain, um, with his picture on it. Um, and I wasn't really too close with my siblings from my dad's side prior to, but that really forced all of us to come together. And I remember like two, I think about two weeks after, um, he had passed away. The funeral had just finished. So we had pretty much finished up the whole Misa and everything. And, um, my great aunt told my mom, like, basically told my mom that it's time for me to just let him go. And I was so confused because I was like, well, he just passed away. Like, how am I supposed to just let go of the fact that my brother had just passed away? And they were just so adamant about just forgetting, just forgetting, like, once, you know, once the funeral was over. And I've seen a pattern like that in my family when people do pass away. It's like, okay, we come to your house to make sure you're okay the first week. The funeral happens, then we have the Misa. And then after that, everyone goes MIA. And I feel like because of that, like you mentioned, of not honoring the ancestors, as well as um, kind of just completely out of sight, having that out of sight, out of mind mentality, that also causes a lot of um, detriment to relationships in the family as well, because one family, like you said, one side of the family may want to continue to commemorate this family member, whereas the other mm -hmm. side of the family is just like, okay, we did what we had to do, it's time to move on. And I feel like that's where a lot of tension happens too in, with families internally. So that was really, really, that, that's something that came up for me as you were speaking. And that's why my deepest prayer for our podcast is that people hear the stories of our different guests and, and, and inquire within themselves about their own relationship with spirit, whether that's God or the ancestors around them, because they love us and there's no need to be afraid. And there's that, I feel like that love transcends and, and carries over to the other side. And it's like, it's like the movie Coco. Does the spirits die? <laughs> I love that movie. Yes, Coco was so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but that story of, you know, when, when you're forgotten, that's when you truly die. That's, that's a very indigenous concept. Now that we talk about it, I feel like Garifuna people also just love a good celebration. I... I don't know. It's it's in our culture. We love a good party. We love yeah. to dance and shake up. And now that I think about it, that's that's in me. I love a good party. Mm -hmm, that's you know, I don't want to be forgotten. <laughs> oh, what you're saying is that you want to be invited to the party once you die. <laughs> yeah, like invite me. I wanna I wanna shake up too. That you is know, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't even have to be for me, you know, just invite me. <laughs> you know what? No, I agree. Like and I you know what that, that brings up for me, um, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you guys agree to, you can add to it, is um while I was listening to the impact of the Garifuna church and just other um other podcast episodes that you guys have, the commonality that I find is one, the celebrations, right? But then also um, the importance of the drums. Like, do you guys get goosebumps when you hear the drums? Yes. Okay, I wasn't button. <laughs> yes. yes. I get so cold. Like freezing cold. Like sometimes it's like, okay, I get goosebumps. Like, but there are times where I get freezing cold and it's like 90 degrees outside. 
And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> the drums are so powerful. The drummers, I think, are the most powerful people in our culture. Yeah. They can make us, they can make us laugh. They can make us drop down and be possessed by spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That is all true. of that. Um, but what I wanted to mention uh, earlier is that when we learned about uh, setting food for the dead, um, I had thought that if if I get a feeling that a, a particular ancestor requires the setting of the food, that even though it's for that specific person, you still have to set two plates. And in the prayer, as you're doing the setup, you still have to invite the two sides of your family. And, and I've learned it's because the other side will get jealous. Like, oh, you only set food for this one person? Like, how about me? What about me? Which in my 21st century thinking is like, well, but grandma asked for it. So I'm giving grandma food. But in our tradition, if you, if you feed one, you have to feed all. Or at least mention all. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because I feel like for me, um, when I've seen it, um, it's really just been for the person that they are having the remembrance of. I've never really seen it for other people. Hmm, that's a good question I should ask. Yeah, I've never seen, I've never, yeah. I've literally just seen it for like just one person. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe different strokes for different folks, but I'm I'm quite conscious of not wanting to be punished by the ancestors, which is, which is a real fear that people perpetuate. Um, Garifuna Duchess, she's one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show. I'm her book. <laughs> yeah, oh, her book. Woo! Listeners, buy her book, buy her book. But she really insists on this symbiotic relationship with the ancestors and not being afraid of them. But when I hear stories about the people who were requested to do something and didn't, and then they break their leg or, or something yeah. crazy, it and that's why so many of us don't want to associate because it's it's some tricky business. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I've I've started her book. I'm only in chapter one though. No, I'm lying. I'm in chapter two. <laughs> um, but yeah, that book is definitely it's great. I do recommend people to read it. And I do agree with you. Like it is it is tricky because I mean there I feel like there are people who use it as they're supposed to. But then I've also heard stories of people who use spirituality to get answers about people, about the living. And I feel like that is when the bad things start to happen. And then what then whatever the spirit wants, um, it starts to grow. Because I have literally heard stories of people who really use that as a way to get answers about the living, which I yeah. feel like is so weird. <laughs> there are people who use it for bad things and and that's something I should caution all of our listeners which is especially and you mentioned this right being in that emotionally distraught place which I was as well in, in at the beginning of my journey and going to any and everybody for answers but uh, you know answers to my questions but you you really shouldn't go to just anyone because spirituality is powerful and there are people who can hurt you which is what happened to Garifuna Duchess. Ooh, you should read her book. But, but not everyone, not everyone who is a healer 
does the healing that they're supposed to do. So you have, you have to be careful. And the question I asked then is, well, how do you know who to go to? I don't, I don't have an answer to that, (laughs) which is why we're we're very careful of the guests that we have on the show, like to know that they're, you know, semi-decent people. We're all flawed, but you know, people who haven't done anything to harm others to our knowledge, but, but there's a lot of that. Like the person that harmed Garifuna Duchess, I, I heard through the grapevine who it was and I was shocked because I was like, wow, like I know who this person is. And if I were in Belize, I would request him to be on our show. But I didn't know that it was him that did this thing. I mean, we're all capable of good and bad, but yeah, you can, you can really get hurt if you're not careful. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that's also part of the reason why I'm still very cautious about who I even speak to in general about like my journey my spiritual journey like it's just something that is so sacred to me like there are just so many things I just don't talk about because I don't know I just feel like a part of it is like it's just no one's business but also a part of me is very very protective about it as well um so that's like that's really interesting that you mentioned that that's difficult to get guests on our show and that's why I hesitate in in pestering people because it's so sacred and so personal not everyone is ready or wants to share their spiritual journey with the world which is their prerogative but also but also especially for we who are abroad how are we going to learn if we don't share yeah that is true I mean half half of the problem is that you feel alone and that you don't know Yeah, but then I also think another part of it is that, I mean, but you still want it to remain sacred. So, like, how do you find a balance in that, too? Because, like, we had talked about before um, we got on the podcast was, like, even when you guys say you guys have tried to create an educational episode around the Dagoo, but everyone is so hesitant to even talk about it, you know? Um, And I think a lot of that is because it's so sacred and... It's so it's central to a lot of a lot of things in the Garifuna community. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, how to find that I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> so um, we're, we're we trying to about. figure out we're trying to figure that out right now as we do season two. So I'll get back to okay. you at the end here. <laughs> no, and I'll be looking forward to it as well. Like I every time the question I like usually on my podcast page, I'm always like, what topics do you want to hear? And everyone's like, we want to hear about spirituality and religion. And I'm like, okay. And I always, always recommend your podcast to everyone who asks um, to learn just more about it. And the fact that this is like a very, very popular question that people have, but they don't want to talk to their parents about it because even um, one of the submitters that I had around wanting to talk about this topic, her dad is actually a pastor. And she told me that like, there are just so many things I cannot talk to my parents about because it's going to be looked at as the devil's work. And I was just like, wow, that is so crazy. <laughs> like, uh, now I'm glad you brought that up. We had a guest from he's from La, he's from Labuga, Guatemala, Nelson Gamboa. Okay, and I know he, that is. He brought he brought the biblical perspective, which blew my mind, and it just I was knocked out for for weeks. But if I've gotten to the point in my journey where I don't need to look for my spirituality in Christianity, 
But for those who do, um, listen to that episode <laughs> with Nelson Gamboa. He, he talks about how, and it's true, like in the Old Testament, especially some gnarly things happen. Uh, in the Bible, they make it a point to remember their ancestors. Jesus himself, when he went up to the mountain to pray, there was the, the spirit of Moses and Elisha. Right. That happened, you know, um, and some would say, well, that's Jesus, like he's special, which is true. But uh, Nilsson made the case for for the fact that the Bible isn't separate from our spirituality. So for those who yeah. really need that, definitely listen to our conversation with him, because I was like, what? But it uh, is true, though, like you I, I recently said this to a friend and yes, it's like you. OK, to be. To be uh, spiritual, you don't have to be religious, but to be religious, you have to be spiritual, you know? So it's like, it's it's so it's so weird, but it is true. Like you don't have to be religious to be spiritual, but you do have to have some sort of spirituality to be religious. Um, we hope. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, some people are religious in name, but don't actually do what they should. Yeah, they're supposed to. That is true too. Well, we have about five minutes left. Um, and I do have one more question. I think it is, or it could be two, um, that I do want both of you guys to just answer. Um, and the first one just being just what have you guys learned um since you started your podcast about not only yourselves, but just your spiritual journey? Um, and what would you tell someone who feels like they are ready to embark on that journey? Go ahead, guys. <laughs> I feel like those were two questions. I'm trying to think. Can you repeat the question again? Yeah, I'm gonna start with the first one. Um, the first one okay. being, what have you guys learned um, since starting your podcast about yourselves and also your spiritual journey? Hmm, I've learned so many things. I I learned about Harold Zonaga talked a lot about energy healing. I've been called to heal and that that has piqued my interest because intuitive energy healing is something that I'm very I feel like I'm I'm naturally inclined to um there was that I learned about wrapping my head for protection from Lu Auntie Lucia Lucia Ellis who we had on the show as well I feel like having these conversations with people on the podcast has just made me more aware of of hmm I lost my train of thought more aware of yourself yeah more aware of myself more aware of the people I have around me more aware of how I feel when when different people are around me I I feel like it since I started the podcast I feel like my circle of people that I see around me has gotten smaller for the better. And so, yeah, I just feel like I'm in a, in a better space now than I was at the beginning. Even though things weren't bad per se, I just think that learning as I go has given me more discernment. Yeah. 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 I love that. 
something something happens when you regularly have conversations about Garfield's spirituality like every other week because then you we were like our first season was sort of like an intensive training and by the fifth or sixth episode I, I felt like uh like I was about to explode with just what I thought of the world being <laughs> a little different um I've learned that you don't have to be, you don't have to have the title of Bouye or Onagule or so many titles in, in, in our Garfuna hierarchy, but you don't have to have a title to experience spirit and that we're all spiritual people and therefore we all have a connection to our ancestors in general, but also the, the spirits who walk with us, our spirit guides or so many names to call them. Um, and that we all have different gifts, whether it is seeing them or feeling them or, or hearing, you know, clear audience, clear sentience. Um, in my case, it's, it's a little a little mixture of, of, of each um, mixed in with music and that, and that that is completely normal. With this podcast, I've learned that it, it, it is normal to have a relationship with the dead, our ancestors. It is abnormal to pretend like they don't exist and to pretend like like they have no have no say in our lives because it is because of them that we are here and i think i'm i'm in the process of learning what it means to have a balanced healthy relationship with the spirits that walk with me and i'm realizing with more and more conversations that we have that that's probably our life journey which is part of everything else. Like how do we balance children and, and career? How do we manage spirituality and, and living life in the real world? Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a beautiful journey. Tough, but beautiful. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with everything. All the things actually, um, especially Kylie, I definitely agree with you. I, I have the same sentiments. Um, I'm very, very much more aware about who I have in my circle and also how I feel when they're around me because I've never used to be like that. I was always like, everyone's invited to the party. Like, yeah, you could come. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I had to learn. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I had to learn the hard way that not everyone has the best of intentions for you. So there was a part two um, to this conversation. However, um, for some reason, the audio is muted. And so I just kind of wanted to debrief you guys on what was the continuation of the conversation. Um, it was very brief. We pretty much just talked about how the world right now is really kind of going through a spiritual awakening in general because there's just so much going on. And um, just about how we are interacting um not only with spirituality but just the world around us right and so um i really appreciate for rosa and kylie coming on and really just sharing their experiences and how um they've learned not only from their podcast but also with their own spiritual experiences and so if you haven't already please follow garifuna sisters podcast you will not be disappointed i've learned so much just by listening to a few of their episodes and let me tell you, <laughs> it is real. Um, so go ahead, check them out. I'll also include them in the bio. And please stick around for our next episode.